Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and who will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but now she's in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds May they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we pray, Lord God, that Emmanuel will come, come into this place, into our hearts. Help us to worship and praise you no matter what is going on in our life. May Jesus shine in the darkness. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know if you are like me or not, but I, I don't wait well. Uh, do do y'all wait well? I, I can remember when I was a kid, and man, when they got to that fourth candle, I was a little more excited than they were uh, there. But when we got to Christmas Eve and they lit that Christ candle, oh my gosh, my heart was so excited. I could barely contain myself. I felt like I was going to explode with that. But, and it's interesting, this year, this year we have a twofer. Uh, we've got the fourth Sunday and the Christ candle uh, lit at the same time. And, and, and uh, it's like we can say, almost there we're almost there it's almost time to celebrate Jesus's birth we're it's almost time for that uh, it, it comes to mind the, the 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 from Star Wars the 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 leader of the squadron is going to shoot uh, his his bomb into the Death Star and he's going almost there almost there and if you've seen Star Wars what happens Darth Vader shoots him and he explodes. How many of y'all feel like that this Advent season? Uh, it, it, 
it, it sneaks up on you. Advent's a time where we prepare, where we're supposed to be ready, but are we ever really ready? We, we aren't quite, there's always something that kind of throws us off. There's always something, and we're waiting for that time, and, and I saw a couple of really great quotes uh, this week uh, about waiting, and it says, what God does in us as we wait is often so much more important than what we are waiting for. That is the message of Advent. God is doing something in us, no matter the darkest night coming, no matter what happens in our life, Emmanuel, God is with us. Uh, The other quote was, patient Christians live at a pace given by God, accepting incompleteness and waiting. I don't know about you, but I I don't like that incompleteness. I don't like that sinfulness in my life. I don't like those problems that so easily come. I don't like those issues and, and, and those things. I want there to be peace in my life and peace in the world, but what does the world do? It sneaks up behind us and shoots us down and we explode into pieces of of what happens in the world. But the difference for us as Christians is Jesus came to give us that love that helps us through the dark times and the best times. He gave us a love that is continually transforming us shaping us and helping us through those most difficult times. I mean, uh, if, if there's something, I mean, can, a disruption in life happens all the time, but I can't imagine a disruption like Mary had in this story. I mean, here she is minding her own business, and up pops Gabriel in her living room. I mean, she was probably watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and, and there, there, there comes Gabriel, and, and, and what does he say? Uh, he says, uh, greetings, favorite one. Re- that, that word greetings basically says rejoice. Over How many of y'all, if an angel came into your living room, would be able to rejoice or, or to be happy about this going on. I would be, just like her, confused and disturbed. I would be frightened to death that God broke into my life in such a way. Uh, and, and he says, great, great greetings, favor one. The Lord is with you. And I'm surprised she didn't say, and also with you. Um, maybe that comes later. Uh, but he says, don't be afraid. And every time in the Bible when an angel shows up, what are the first words an angel says? Do not be afraid. How often in life are we afraid? How often are we worried and anxious about things we have no control over? We don't have control. And that is the message uh, of the waiting that has been going on for the Israelites for over 400 years with no prophets, with no word. They've been waiting expectantly for Emmanuel to come. They've They've been waiting for the Messiah. They've been yearning. They've been wanting. They can't wait more than a child on Christmas morning. They've been wanting that to happen. And here God breaks in and Mary Mary says, well, well, how can this be? How can this be? Uh, 
I, I saw in one of the commentaries this week uh, that asked the question, how many living rooms did the angel have to go to before he found someone to say yes? Now, I don't really think that happened, but it's an interesting thought because Mary, Mary had the choice to say no. Just like the story before uh, where Zechariah, he, he, he wasn't the best yes, was he? And that's why he was mute for those nine months that his wife carried John. Uh, and she, she is a symbol of, of, of a, a love that, that she was willing to serve God no matter what. She said, I am your servant. I mean, yes, she had questions. How can this be? And, and basically, Gabriel says, you know what? God's going to take care of it. God's going to do, and uh, God's going to do what God's going to do and, and help you through this. And she says, yes, I'll do it. I will be the one who bears the Messiah into the world. Can you imagine being a young girl, an angel coming, saying all of these things? Can you imagine the thoughts, the worries, the things? But Mary, she says, I am your Servant, And she had no idea what those next nine months, those next 33 years were going to have on her life, just like we have no idea what happens when we conceive as well. The changes that go on in our bodies, the changes that go on in our life, and the love that we experience like never before when that child comes out after all of that waiting and that expectation and that pain and that birth, the joy that happens when the baby is there. Uh, I, I can remember 4,873,000 years ago sitting on that second pew as we were about to baptize Wesley and holding him in my arms and looking down and seeing that face and going, I wonder, I wonder if this is how God looks at us. I wonder if this is how God wants to hold us in his hands and say, with joy, you are mine. As we brought him forward to sell the world that he is God's through this water, what joy filled my heart. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, a prayer that was uh, given by a, a famous uh, professor, a theological professor, and, and he's, he said, this was his prayer that he prayed. He said, Lord, give me eyes to see and love others as though they were my own children. Lord, give me eyes to see and love others as though they were my own children. What a different world we would live in if all of us would look at one another as if they were our own children. That is the message of Advent. We're not there yet but God breaks into the stillness of a night to bring love 
that transforms us and transforms the world if only we're willing to say yes. Say yes to love one another as if they are God's children because all of them are God's children. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We yearn for your coming and we yearn that your love will transform us to love one another the way that Jesus loves us. In all the craziness, brokenness of the world that throws upon us, Emmanuel is with us. We're not alone. Let us pray. God, we're, we're almost there. We've been preparing for your coming into the world. You break into the darkness of our lives in the hurry, in the hustle, and the bustle, and you remind us that we are your children. You remind us that your love transforms us. You remind us that we're to love one another and that although our bodies are broken through sin, through our selfishness, through our unwillingness to serve and love one another, you forgive us anyway. God, may Jesus be born anew in our hearts again today and every day until he comes back into the world and makes everything right. It is in Jesus' name we pray.